In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we continue a series of podcasts on the topic of God's command to fear not. Thank you for joining us in this broadcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. We're so excited to have you with us, and we're so excited to begin talking about cheer and being of good cheer. When we have fear in our lives, we are not cheerful. And we're going to talk about an example or an account out of the scriptures where God looked at a man and said, be of good cheer. And you're thinking, well, where does that fit in with the fear nots? And we started our series in our last podcast on fear not, but we are talking about having a joy, having a peace, having such calmness in our life that regardless of the circumstances, we have this good feeling inside of us. And we don't live our life on feeling, we live our life on faith. But when we have faith, we're going to have a good feeling, even in the midst of the storm. And so we wanted to bring in these accounts of God saying, be of good cheer, because they always come right after his presence has not only been seen, but his presence has made a difference. Because when Jesus is on the scene, when Jesus is infused into the situation, when Jesus is front and center of all things, all events, and all of our life, then we are 100% sure that we are going to have a peace that passes understanding. And so the verse I want to read in your hearing before Erica begins to read of the accounts is John 10, 10. And it says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come, that's Jesus, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And with those words, we know that we have a right and expectation as Christians with the Holy Spirit inside of us to have peace and joy and an abundant life. Absolutely. I love that verse so much, but I love that when he talks about you know why Jesus came, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And because he came and because of his finished work on the cross, we have salvation, but we have his presence within us. We have this 
heavenly connection to him absolutely within our hearts and within our our lives so that we can have this abundant life, right? You talked about the expectation of peace and the expectation of joy, the expectation of joy regardless of our circumstances. We can have that expectation and that expectation exists because of God's presence in us. Amen. All right, so we're going to read a verse out of Matthew 9-2, an account um, of a man who was sick of the palsy. So we read in Matthew 9-2, And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen and amen. So Jesus is on the scene, and when he comes on the scene, he tells him to be of good cheer. But there's so much richness in this account. First of all, the friends had the faith to bring the man sick of the palsy to Jesus, who was there already in this place speaking to a crowd, a multitude of people, healing and doing what Jesus does changing people's lives for the better. And the crowd was so great that they couldn't get in. And so the friends, they take him because he's unable to walk by himself. And they're not detoured because of the effort it's going to take to get their friend in front of Jesus. Because their faith is so sure that if their friend can be in front of Jesus, then he's going to be healed. And Jesus says to them, when he sees the man, he looks at him and says, be of good cheer. It is I. Be of good cheer. He says, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. He didn't say be of good cheer because your circumstances, you're no longer a palsy. He didn't say be of good cheer because your physical status has now changed. He didn't say, be of good fear, I mean, good cheer, and because of anything other than, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. He's telling him to be of good cheer because his spiritual state has changed from that of a person who didn't know Jesus, who wasn't a saved person, to now one whose sins are forgiven. Which leads me to believe that as a Christian whose sins have been forgiven, regardless of what else is going on in my life, I have the right, the authority, and the command of God to be of good cheer because all that matters in this world is that Jesus loves me and he lives inside of me. And that change in your heart is where all of that cheer and all of that joy comes from. Right, that man was given the cheer because of an internal change in his heart, right? Not the external change in his circumstances. Correct. And we need, as you know, as I love this verse so much and so many things you've already said, but we need to understand just as the, this man's friends brought him before Jesus and got him in the presence of Jesus. We need to keep ourselves in the presence of Jesus because that's what made the change in this man's life. He literally was not with Jesus, and then his friends carried him to Jesus. 
And something that I love is that he tells him to be of good cheer. Obviously, someone suffering of palsy would have had a difficult life. And no doubt his circumstances were such, and he needed his friends to get around. So I'm sure he wasn't a person who was joyful. And he probably was living a difficult life that that didn't make him cheerful. And I think that when Jesus come on the scene in his life, when, when he was exposed to Jesus, and Jesus does what Jesus does, and changes him completely. He wants him to see that your old life, which is held by sin and sin is condemning you and is difficult, your new life in me is no more condemnation. Sin no more has dominion over you. And you need to be of good cheer because Old things are passed away and all things are become new and darkness has been turned into light. And he's explaining this to this man that you're not the same because you've been in my presence and I have changed you. And we as Christians, I don't think understand the transforming power of the Holy Spirit within us. I don't think we understand the command that God has changed us from darkness to light. I don't think we understand that we are to be of good cheer because we are now no more hell bound. And nothing else can equate to that. And I think a lot of that has to do is the fact of where we are placing our eyes, like where we're looking, right? If we are only looking at circumstances for our joy, we're not going to have anything upon which to find joy, right? We're not going to be cheerful. Certainly not a cheer that's going to last. Because like you just said, you know, we are we are cheerful because we are no longer hell-bound. We are cheerful because of the presence of God in our life. We are cheerful because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And I might have happiness for a minute because maybe I get, you know, a good tax refund. But the reality is, you know, the good tax refund comes, it's in my bank account, it's gone the next day because I have had bills to pay or whatever, or I get a flat tire, you know, things happen. So these, the cheer giving events of the world are momentary, right? That the, you know, the healing that could come to this man, though extraordinary is going to last a moment and he's going to get up and then go on and live, you know, his life. But the change in him is eternal. I love that because you are right. His healing will only have helped him. On a, Life is but a vapor, just a short moment in time here on earth. It's going to seem like a lot to him, and it was an amazing miracle. But he's telling him, be of, be of good cheer. There's greater things I've done than heal you. I mean, basically, right. that's what he's saying. Greater miracle has happened to you right now, buddy than your healing of the palsy. Well, I think Jesus in this passage, he goes on to have this conversation with, um, you know, the scribes that, that watched this happen. And he basically says that, you know, you're, they, they were upset with him for this, what had happened, the scribes were. And, you know, Jesus is saying, why do you think it is 
you know, that much bigger a deal that I, that I would heal someone like physically healing. And he said, and what he goes on to say there is that the, the healing that happens in someone's heart and life is so much bigger than the things that happen physically. They, they don't always feel that way to us, but that's because we're not looking at our hearts. We're looking at whether or not our, our feet hurt that day, right? Or whatever it is that needs healed. That's the thing we focus on instead of the amazing change that happens in our hearts. And God is saying in this verse that our cheerfulness needs to come from the transformations in our hearts and our lives because he's there and not the worldly things. And I think he spoke that to that man for all of those amazing reasons, but I also think he did it in the hearing of his friends because no doubt his friends who had traveled far, labored hard, and were probably tired. They thought the greatest thing they'd ever seen in their entire lives was their friend they'd worked so hard to get to Jesus be healed. But in that moment, when he tells the healed man, be of good cheer, thy sins have been forgiven thee, that moment in time, those friends realize that they have been given as you and I and everyone listening, the opportunity to have the very same miracle happen to us as happened to the man who was healed of the palsy. And we don't have the palsy. His friends didn't have the palsy, but we all have a need of our sins to be forgiven us. And in order for those friends to really realize the greatness of what had actually happened and not be so focused on their actual part of the contribution to his miracle of getting the palsy healed. You know, they brought him there. But at that moment, everything is just clarified. And he basically says, I am God. And I have healed this man of the palsy. But greater things I've just done in your presence because I want you to be of good cheer, not because he can walk, but because I've forgiven his sins. The same that he can do for his friends had already done, no doubt, because they had the faith to bring him there. But they could have been in a moment thinking, I did all of this. Look what I've done to help with this moment. And at that moment, he becomes supreme. Because the greatness isn't the healing of the palsy. The greatness is the saving of our sins. Absolutely. You know, in our last podcast in the Fear Not series, uh, we talked about how when we are afraid, we don't acknowledge the sovereignty of God, right? That, that, that fear comes from not acknowledging his sovereignty. And I love that in this situation, as you just said, what is brought to the situation is the sovereignty of God. Because he is supreme, like you said, he is sovereign in the situation. And what actually is happening in the situation, this forgiving of this man's sins, is so far beyond anything else that could occur in this world, whether it's a physical healing or, you know, whatever that, that miracle would be. And I think it just shows us that the things that happen in this world are not over our lives. They're not sovereign over our lives. Our physical limitations, whether they be in our bodies and our circumstances and our lives and our families, 
Those are not the things that are sovereign. He is what is sovereign. And he's a fair and just and loving God. And there's four men carrying the man in. And there's that man who's healed of the palsy. And someone looking in may have thought God had had greater favor on the man of the palsy than he had the four friends. But the reality of it is he is treating them all the same because they all have the same opportunity to have their sins forgiven. The four had already done so. And he blesses the four by letting them see that he loves them and has done for them what he's done for the man with the palsy. And what an amazing, when you really catch on to, to how he made himself supreme in that moment, but he did so out of love to allow everyone who was viewing the situation to realize that no matter our circumstances, no matter what people may la- label as limitation, that we have the fullness of God in us, which means we have the power of God in us, which means that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us, which means that this abundant life that he says in John 10, 10, isn't just an option. It is an expectation because God left all of heaven to give it to me. Absolutely. And he gave it, he left all of heaven to give it to us for us to enact it, right? To put it into action. You know, this series, you were talking today about Jesus, about us having peace and joy and cheer in our lives, but within the larger idea of, of fearing not, like what does it mean to not be fearful? And he gave all of that to us so that when circumstances happen in our lives, we have what we need to make the choice for him and not make the choice to allow the devil to take us down a road that's going to just increase our fear and increase our doubts. I really love this conversation because it is a perfect example of an earthly example of the sovereignty of God, right? This is such a small little account. It's short, but it demonstrates a huge demonstration of the sovereignty of God in these, in these people's lives. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us in this podcast of Conversations as we walk with Jesus. And I hope that you will join our next podcast of Conversations as we walk with Jesus as we continue down this road of the fear nots and living a cheerful life. It is our prayer that you know him and that you believe him to be all that he is. And it is our prayer that you are fully aware that Jesus loves you. You are loved. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl, 
greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.